0: Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. pastoral podcast where we discuss common and often controversial topics from a biblical perspective i'm lena i'm matt
1: miller i'm matt henry and i'm mark all right guys let's i can't do this yeah you can do it Uh, take it away we believe uh, in you you want them to review us you gotta like you gotta gotta review you gotta share comment comment we like comments What what else do you have to do Sent be us our money? Friend. <laughs> Send <laughs> us money? I'm totally open.
0: <laughs>
1: well, we're going yeah, right. to actually we're going to be launching our website soon, right? Oh yeah, yep, yep, yep. And, yep. and we're going to be selling our mugs. So yeah, that's pretty cool. $75 each. Yeah. <laughs> but those are the pre-used ones, so <laughs> that's a, no, that's a scratching done. dent. They've yeah, been ceremonially cleansed. Scr- <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, mine's got coffee grounds. <laughs> that would be
2: just awkward. Authentic. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. This was no. used in a recording. <laughs> yeah,
0: there
2: you go. Yeah, who
1: would <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anyhow, we are going to launch that website. Yeah, we, we are going Yeah, we got to put together, we just got to add all the episodes in. Yeah. Uh, and get it all, all, and we'll have, all, all caught up with. We'll it. have yeah. show notes. Yeah. Show notes. That'll be new. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, yeah so and that's, that's important, important, though, because some of the, the stuff it. that we we do, we there's sometimes like a good article or something we could yeah, put right. the link in there and say, look, you want to see where we're getting some of this stuff. Oh, totally. Yep. yep. It's all helpful. All kinds of fun things. In other words, we want it usable. Yeah. So, yeah, all that being said, uh, go to the website when it's there, buy stuff. A, a mug for now. I mean, maybe a will have some other stuff. But
2: uh, but they're nice mugs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. High yeah. quality.
2: We are now going to be talking about the <laughs> scintillating topic of sex, singleness, and marriage. 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 Yeah. So we, we do, though, we want to talk about this because there's a theme that keeps mm-hmm. reoccurring for us, it seems, recently. Um, and so... And it, well, it's been coming to our attention as pastors, right? right? It,
1: for all the joking we've been doing here, it, it's a pastoral issue. I mean, it really is. And I've come to conclude pastors are somehow not ta- talking
2: on this, <laughs> and so it just yeah. keeps Apparently. on coming back yeah. up and up. Yeah. So, so this is a yes. Yeah, I mean, this is a podcast that we want. We want it to be pastoral, and so um, we hope it'll come across as, in some aspect, shepherding. And not just talking, right? And we um, already tried this once,
1: and this topic, and it was all my fault, but it failed miserably. So
2: we're going to try it again. <laughs> all right, the old guy. Um, so in in the Western culture, there are several things that seem to be out of whack in the church, and in in this topic in particular, yeah. And and the cost that we're seeing uh, is not actually being recognized by many, mm. um, but it's it's a big cost. And we don't know it because we're in this culture. And I mean, we don't, we know very, nothing else really. Well, so yeah. it's, it's inundating us yeah. and it's shaping us and it's controlling decisions or non-decisions. Mm-hmm. And so we're gonna talk about this and we don't really have a formal script. So I may wander a little <laughs> bit, but uh, it is a pressing issue in, in our minds and in our hearts. And so we're gonna talk about it even though and and as a
1: unit, we're going to try to talk about not just sex, or not just singleness, or not just marriage, but they're they're intrinsically connected in one yes. way or another. At least from our perspective as pastors, I mean, we're talking to people, and we got guys who are struggling, and with the area of pornography, they're with purity, um, and they're single, and. And so then they're saying, hey, I, I need help. And, and we're like, there's a Bible verse for that. <laughs> um, and yet they then give you that blank look yeah. of, okay. It's like, no, that's God's command. you know. Yeah. And, and then how, how do you talk to a person who is single, who's discouraged because they like to get married, but they can't get somebody to open up their eyes to say, hey, maybe we ought to marry. I, it's, just, it's very practical. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. it's not going to be us preaching there will be some ranting,
2: most likely, well, from me. You're here. I know <laughs> it's what I do, but hopefully it will be useful. Yeah. So, first topic, we're going to talk about sex, right? Okay. So first and foremost, um, it is good. So we're going to acknowledge that sex is a good thing. And See,
1: it's- right now I'm already picturing people giggling. If we were saying this like to a group, who <laughs> there be people? Sure. And it's like, farming. grow up. Yeah. Every one of you were born because your mom and dad had sex.
0: Oh, I don't say that. <laughs> I
1: know. That's the joking. thing, though. It's I'm like, kidding. I'm kidding. But it's like, that's why you exist. Yeah. And it, like, at some point, I mean, we have so screwed up our culture that we, we all acknowledge that it's going on, and yet we're not going to acknowledge it's going on. And, and then we wonder why we have all of the problems going on. Yeah. That was a clever line there.
2: Well, you are a professional.
1: (laughs) And that's why we're not on script.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so it is a good thing and it's a good design of God and therefore it's actually an act of worship. Right. Um, which is something that is talked about in premarital actually, or ought to be talked about in premarital generally to the discomfort of the people, but it's a good and worthy topic and something that should be a major part of premarital, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have an entire Bible, book of the Bible devoted to sexuality in the human experience. Leviticus? Yeah. <laughs> I'm I, joking. I have, I have too many comments in that pop to my mind. I'm like, filter, 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 filter. <laughs> um, but yeah, Song of Solomon, right? The whole thing is that. And no, it's not about Jesus and the church. No. Um, so, So like all things, sex has boundaries that have been established by the creator uh, in fact in hebrews 13 4 it says let marriage be held in honor among all and let the marriage bed be undefiled for fornicators and adulterers god will judge so it's to be protected yeah it's a very sanctified place
1: yeah i mean in 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 some cultures the wedding party would This always just like, no, thank you. Um, They would escort the married couple Mm -hmm. to the wedding tent. And they all wait outside. And then he would come back out to show the proof of her virginity. And you're like, and the whole village is there to rejoice. And you're like, okay, there are so many things in my mind that that says is wrong. And yet it actually reflects what's wrong in my own thinking of that we we have kind of created it as, it's the dirty little secret that we all want to be involved in some way or another, but we won't. Here he says, no, you hold that marriage in high honor and you keep that marriage bed pure. Yeah. Um, Cause God will judge it. So
2: yeah.
1: we're, we're gonna give it just a few quick arguments that we're gonna say with regard to sex that will then lead us into the whole point about singleness of marriage, right? Right. So the first one is that, Simply, sex is to be confined only within marriage. Period. Period. Just that's there's too many verses to even point to. It's just yeah. that's the only place God says it, it's allowed. So we're not we're not going to debate it. We're not going to listen to rationalizations. Simply put, the Scripture says it's confined only to take place within marriage. But if that's true, and we'll get to this, um, then. Young men and young women who would like to partake in this activity, which is totally righteous. yeah, it is. I, it's totally right to want um need to be thinking about getting married. So when you're forty and you still haven't found that right person, you're not thinking right. Yeah. there's there's a problem going on there and we'll we'll talk about and
2: it well, and I talk to young people who say, you know, I just really struggle because I have these desires, and I wish I didn't. I'm like, you understand that desire is God-given, and you really want God to just take that away? I mean, if—
0: No, yeah. you don't.
2: In the Old
1: Testament, they would just—another com- country would invade, take you into in slavery, and then make you a eunuch. <laughs> 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 but it's true. You guys laugh, but that's—I mean, it's like, okay, I guess God answered your prayer. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> you know? That that, that was an unwise prayer request. (laughs) Lord, take away my
2: desire. Okay. Babylon, come on in.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh.
2: (laughs) There you go. Unsheathing the swords. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Bad, bad,
1: bad. So, that's first argument. Yeah. Second argument is that outside of marriage, it's always and ever wrong. That's just the flip side, right? Yeah. Uh, But, again... in like Ephesians 5 3 through 5 he, he just a couple of statements do not let immorality or any impurity or greed even be named among you he says in the church there should be no room for these types of sins immorality impurity which is would be what we would call lesser form of sexual activity something where we're not actually in full-blown sex but something and we've got all kinds of words for it yeah. that we're partaking in. It's a classic Bill Clinton. will define right. what sex is. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah. And it's like, no, I never had that. It's like, yes, you did. Um, call it what you want, but it's not to be named among any believer. Mm. Um, there is no immoral or impure person who has an inheritance in the kingdom of God. That should make people stop and realize God is not winking at this. He doesn't find it funny. Uh, This is serious stuff. And so when a guy comes in and is cautiously saying, you know, I'm struggling with this, but I'm not really struggling with it. Um, He's just somehow talking about it. You have got to understand it it belongs in marriage and outside of it, it's always gonna be wrong every time. So if they can embrace that, then some good things can begin to, now you can actually begin to counsel them, but until they come to grips with that, um, they're stuck, I
2: guess. Mm -hmm. Um, did you do Galatians five nineteen? I didn't. Oh, well, it, that one is it, it captures all aspects of, of yeah. sexual sin, right? Um, and so, I, to your the point that you made, there are those who try to make the argument, and it's a it's a foolish argument um, that they're not involved in sex and what they do or think. But, you know, it's just willful ignorance or something like that. Um, but we we often think about. Uh, fornication or these kinds of things, just at a mere physical level, right? Right. But we've talked before, I even think, and I know it sounds extreme, but I think it even goes to things like the emotions. Well, I'm going to
1: just warn the listener right now, you and I are going to give some just practical observations and suggestions that people will probably in our culture today will think we're way out there, we're whack
2: jobs, yeah. so yeah. they might as well just get ready for it. <laughs> yeah, give me and a bow so, um, Yeah, no, but I mean, emotional adultery is huge. Right, so I would say there, there's certain emotions and affections that husbands and wives will often, when they get bored or they just get into the regular monotony of marriage, they start. You know, they long for those feelings, yeah, or whatever they were, those butterflies, and so they're actually going to get that from somebody else. Um, I would say that's emotional adultery. In the same way, when you're single and you're before before you're not married yet. And you start having these emotions and these feelings toward people. And it's just like, you know, you're not protecting your heart and you're not protecting your purity. Those, those emotions yeah. and affections and feelings ought to be reserved for your future spouse. Um, but we don't think that way. No. We're like, well, you know, I'm just, I haven't gone, we haven't had sex. So. We come right to the edge,
1: but. Yeah. We're staying pure. He's like, no, no. Your immorality, impurity, sensuality—those are the three sins that Galatians five nineteen says yeah. are deeds of the flesh.
2: Well, and what's interesting is if you go into the Song of Solomon, there are certainly physical aspects of that, but the bulk of the time is spent on his feelings about this right. woman, right? The anticipation, yeah. The yearning, the
1: desire, yeah. Um, and yeah, it, it's so important. That we we come to grips with that just the moment we start making the rationalizations um, or we put ourselves in a place that's going to excite those things you're not helping yourself um, you're it's it's foolish and yet this is going to get into parenting and, and and whatnot and friendships what you know how then we conduct ourselves so it's it's just so important to just lay those things up front is we're not going to wink at that we're not going to nod uh, I mean I know. One of the things we'll ask in premarital is, are you in any way involved in this? It stops today. We're just not joking about it. And I, I've done some pretty radical things as a pastor where they, I've lost people in our church because it's like, no, we're going to either yeah. handle this thing in a serious manner or we're going to deny the Word of God. There's there's no middle yeah. ground. If, If I'm going to say this is what the Scripture commands and states, then there are consequences. Yeah. Third...
2: Go ahead. Um, work hard at being naive. Um, okay, yeah, I, I I think this is so important. Go ahead. Yeah, well, Ephesians 5, 11 through 12, and do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. Why? For it is disgraceful even to speak of such things which are done by them in secret. Um, you know, t- too many people marry with all sorts of, of sexual knowledge that just shouldn't be, even present right they're bringing it into the marriage
1: and it's like neither one of you should know what those things are yeah at all in yeah. fact I can say that I have been I've been pastoring a long time and I've done enough premarital counseling that what shocks me is the ones who are trying to pretend that sex isn't part of why they're in this room that guy wants to have sex with it this woman, and they want to do it in a proper manner. They want to honor the Lord. But that, I think, is sweet. But also, it's like, you don't have to be ashamed of that. On the flip side is the ones who just look at me with no shame. And so, so are we allowed to do, and they start listing things. I'm like, why do you even know about those things? Yeah. And why are you, you guys haven't even you're not married and you're already inquiring, can we do this? Can we do, this? how do you know about those things? Mm-hmm. Why are you aware of
2: those activities um, yeah. deeply troubling to me? And I know I'm generalizing on this. So I, I you know, just granted, okay. But typically women tend to be um, more in tune with the emotional side of things, men more in tune with the physical side of things. And so when men are so well acquainted mm-hmm. with pornography, they now bring that into the bedroom and put impossible expectations on their wives that they're supposed to perform like some kind of porn star, Yeah. right? And then the men's therefore unsatisfied. The women's not satisfied because she's not meeting seeming expectation. And just all kinds of evil yeah. is there. And- It's not a joke. You're not helping anybody. No, you're not helping your marriage. Yeah. You're not helping it's your terrible. souls. Now, now we'll talk about those- who
1: they were raised up in that kind of a world. I mean by God's grace there are people who like in Corinth, yeah. who were such were some of you. Right. Yeah, but right, you've been washed. Right. Okay. So there and, and you can't make memories go away. Right. But what concerns us are those being raised up in quote unquote a Christian home and and they walk in with the same wealth of knowledge, which mm-hmm. is not a wealth, right. um, and they bring in that into a marriage. It, it's it's not good. Um, And so, what we would say to anyone is, wherever you're at with your knowledge of these things, stop there. Just stop learning. Stop inquiring. Stop hearing, listening, watching, because you're not helping anything. Um, And also, it gets into then just parenting decisions, right? Yes, right. You know, ignorance is a good thing. Now they may feel foolish. Your children may feel foolish sometimes because they're sitting around, and then people start talking about something. Yeah. And they're like, "I, don't I don't What's going on?" But Kim and I, raising our girls and our son, we we dealt with that. Where they're like, "What's up with that?" And you're like, "Where did you hear that?" And it's one thing when it was among a bunch of unbelievers or something, but it's another sad thing when it was within the. The church. Um, I remember once sitting at our dinner table, and one of my daughters—they were all married—and a person made a comment, and it was a sexual comment. There was nothing wrong it, in the context; it was fine. But one of my daughters says, and I—I I said I don't—I don't remember exactly how everything played out. But one of my daughters said, "Wait, what's that?" Because she didn't know, yeah. and and I looked at her and I said it's actually good you don't know and you don't need to know i said it's it i said you may not understand it but you have to believe me that there's a blessing in not yeah. knowing yeah. just yeah. It, it it's good when people are laughing about sexual things and you you're like i feel like i don't uh, know what's going on that's good they should they should be thankful for it yeah. um, it means that in the parenting both mom and dad need to exalt purity. Um, they, they should be modeling that. Um, mm-hmm. What are some simple ways that you could help raise your children in purity when a culture is exalting promiscuity? Well, first of all, by showing what sexual purity looks like within your own home. What, you, mm-hmm. what, what kind mm-hmm. of books you're reading, what kind of shows you're watching, yeah. what kind of music you listen to. Yeah. But also even showing a positive side of applauding the beauty of your wife, yeah. showing, you know... I tried to be very publicly affectionate in my home to my wife. Mm-hmm. My children would laugh and mock us and stuff when I would grab her and kiss her. But it's like, you know, I want them to see this is my wife. Yeah. Yeah. And I love her and I delight in her. I call her my beauty. Um, and and letting them see something like that, guarding, inquiring what they're listening to. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, Um limiting their access to certain things. Some will say, well, that's just being legalistic. And it's like, no, that's just called being a parent. Um,
0: In this day and age too, because with, with a 12 year old having a smartphone, I mean, it's not, what's profitable about that?
1: I, I think it's just foolish. I think mom and dads are buying into a culture that says that they need internet access 24 yeah. seven. And then they'll say, well, for school, it's like bull. No, no. You don't and need that. and they don't need a smartphone, and they don't need these things. They, uh, they may want them. They may be bitter towards you, even, but no, they don't need to know these things. Now, always understand that parenting is a full orbed, long term process, and mm-hmm. I think that's what a lot of mom and dads forget. If they can accept the fact that for the next, well, we had four children, mm-hmm. and they were what almost two years apart, each of them. So uh, I'm bad with Matt, 18, 20, 22, 20, 24 years of our life <laughs> was just given to yeah. investing in those children and yeah. tra- raising them up. Um, we, we just accepted the fact that we, whatever we thought marriage was going to be, now that we had children, we had a task. Yeah. God had given us these children to shepherd and parent from little ones all the way to now full grown adults who are ready to marry and ready to step into that marriage, including the sexual side of it, that all of that had to be uh, there. Um, but so many times parents make these decisions, would you not agree on this? Of, They're not, they say the classic one, well, what's the Bible verse? Yeah. You know, what's wrong with it? Or that what's pastor? wrong with it? Yeah. And it's like, why don't you ask this? What's right with it? Right.
0: Yeah. What?
1: Yeah. In what way is it beneficial? In what way is it?
2: Yeah. Go so, ahead. So an example of this, and I didn't come up. Maybe I got it. I can't remember. Um, I think I got it from you. Um, we talked about it last time, the last time we tried to do this episode. <laughs> but, um, you know, one of the things we're, we're trying to do right now, and people say it's extreme, but we're doing it because not... Because we want to ask the question, what's wrong with it? We're doing it because we're trying to ask the questions: what's right about it? Yeah. What's it teaching? What's it instilling and shaping into in, yeah. the children? So, like with Naomi, our daughter, she's she's three, but we don't we don't kiss her on the lips. And the reason for that is because we're trying to train her early on that that those lips are reserved for her husband alone, that not even Papa me gets to to do that, right? Um, Later on when she, I mean, even hand-holding, if she's courting a guy or something, it's like, you're not yet her husband. And so that that hand is reserved for her husband. Yeah, you, it's not your hand. Right. It's her future husband's hand, which may not be you. <laughs> so you don't get to hold it. Um, and again, it sounds legalistic, but it, 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 there's a principle there. And we're not asking the question, well, what's wrong with holding hands? Because I don't have a Bible verse for it. I'm asking what's right about it. Um, and so, we're, again, you're shaping their minds and understanding and worldview of what marriage ought to be. And it should be exalted as such a high sanctified.
0: Yeah.
1: If you ever want to get our, our daughters, my daughters, ranting, and yet they're thankful for it. So I, I want to defend them on that too. But they hated growing up in my home when they bought a new shirt. <laughs> and. <laughs> I found out they bought a new shirt, or they come running downstairs with even an old shirt, and it's like, lift your hands up. And they're like, she's like, oh. And and then they always would try to kind of lift it. And I'm like, no, I want to see your hands up like you're being arrested right now. Like
2: you're being arrested. And uh,
1: Well, I was a cop. (laughs) And so they did, and if I saw any of their belly, I says. No, it's an illegal shirt. Take it off. You're not gonna wear it. Yeah, you're <laughs> yeah. laughing. No, I'm and not they hated you. it. They hated it. But I'm um, like, nobody needs to see your your, really? your stomach. No. I, and and I didn't say because they were a wanton woman or something. Later on we would follow that up with talks of you don't know the mind of a man. Yeah, you don't know exactly. what they're like. And I'm just telling you when they will literally try to figure out a way to get your arms up just so they can look more at your body and they get that fa- fantasize I said you don't give them that no. I said your body is yours and you treasure that mm-hmm. and that's for you and then eventually your husband to enjoy so there's a mindset behind it it's not purity just for purity's sake because right. there's there's fathers that will raise their daughters in such a twisted strict level but there's no godliness attached yeah, to it, it yeah. it's the idea of shepherding your child in it so you know i would tell a person well so are you saying these things are sinful if we let our children we kiss our children goodnight on the lips i'm not saying no i mean a virgin is going to go to hell just as quick right as a prostitute that it's not that's not the point that okay i got my daughter and kept her pure and that's my only goal. I'm looking for a daughter who values purity, uh, a yeah. daughter who exalts it, who, who delights and who's thankful for it, and sees that she's actually offering a gift then to her husband. Right. And ideally, you want a husband the same way, where he is coming and and when he sees his wife on the wedding night, that's the first time he's gazed upon these things, and that's that's like,
0: oh foreign, my gosh. Yeah. foreign. Yeah. Foreign. Can you?
1: Yeah. yeah, it's just I don't I don't have any other body to judge that yeah. by. Yeah. I don't have any other standards, and so she's she's gorgeous, <laughs> yeah. and 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 she never has to be fighting for her. right. Yeah. you know, and so it gets into how you dress and and the why you're dressing that way. What's the purpose, you know? And we can talk all day long. And people say, well, I don't think I I do it that way, but writing on shirts, uh, you know, whatever it is, they'll cut, all of those things, they're designed to accentuate something yeah. or they're designed to cover. And, and biblically, clothing is designed to cover right. your nakedness, um, but not in America. And so you've got little girls where I'm like, why? what, yeah.
2: Yeah. Mom,
1: what are you thinking? Yeah. You know, we, we've talked about that where we're out someplace and some two little teenage girls come walking by and, and we're like, how does a mother or a father let them walk out of the house with that? Yeah. How do they even, it's it just, it's crazy. So, we're not just saying an external, you know, external appearance of purity. But but starting from a heart, but it has to work itself out. And so, you have to resist that rationalization that
2: um, yeah, it, it's just there. Well, and... And, and guys do this too, you know, the, the way that they'll, I mean, they'll, they'll walk around strutting their feathers, mm-hmm. trying to get attention. And, you know, they, they work hard at seeing how many girls they can get to like them, but with no intention in pursuing them. No. They're just trying to pe- pet their own yeah. whatever. And it's so frustrating. Yeah. A lot of the guys
1: with really good biceps and deltoid development are not doing it because they want to be in shape for that sudden need to... Protect. Protect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it just is not there, no. right? I mean, we got one guy who's a firefighter and the guy's in just incredible shape, but you know what? I want that guy. When, I, when I'm collapsing a burning building, I want Taylor. <laughs> I know he can throw me with great ease over his shoulder and take me to safety, right?
2: Um, and he's always tan. Yeah, well, he's disgusting in, in that
1: way. But... You know, that's not what, but, but let's be honest, that's not why a lot of the guys are going to the gym. They're right. going to gym one, so they can show off their bodies and two, they can check out the ladies and their leotards and yep. spandex. And yep. and it's like, it's built into it as we can look. And it's like, no, you can't. The, the, your eyes need to be guarding. Like Job says that I you yeah. know, I will not look upon a, a woman with lust yeah. and desire. And that, that takes self-discipline.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so when we talk about grace, people say, "But where's the grace in all this?" Well, grace isn't blind, uh, nor does grace remove consequences uh, necessarily. You don't get to say, "Well, I'll play as much as I want,"
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you know it's it's under the blood. Um, there, when you're looking at raising children. Um, you're always trying to develop patterns and trajectory. Where, where yeah. are they heading? They're going to fail. They're going to stumble. They're going to struggle, especially in a culture that's screaming at them and go an opposite way, but, but you're always pushing them toward a different pattern. And part of it is the promise. The promise is on the other side of this, there will be the pleasure of purity yes. in your heart. I mean, Purity or maybe innocence, right? That you can enjoy your wife or you can enjoy your husband impurity yeah. that, that you're not bringing in memories comparing failures or anything yeah. else um, it, it sounds radical but and maybe it is but it's not that radical it, it, it's not what a biblical culture in a home would look like right
0: yeah I think as a parent um, and growing up growing up I think media is the, was the great enemy in my life. When it came to this kind of stuff. And it wasn't overt, like, there wasn't, no, it wasn't like pornography or anything like that, but it was just the, the expectations. And TV just puts forth, you know, romance and stuff like that in a tempting way. And it transforms how you even think about everything. You don't even realize it. And then you just have to undo everything. Yeah. So, as a like parent, that,
2: like that's what's normal.
0: Yeah. So, as a parent, I'm just like, gosh. They can be watching nursery rhymes till they're twelve. I don't care. You know this. What's the use in all of this crap? There's no point to it.
1: it. It's it's far more subtle than we realize. And you're right. It's there. And so people are. I I always. We never had money. I mean, I was a pastor of a small church. We, the idea of each year going out for school shopping for clothes. I'm like, the clothes that got fit. <laughs> <laughs> why are we we and fortunately Kim was in full agreement with them but like we're just trying to feed our kids yeah. you know but it's like there, no 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 we don't need the new fashion we don't need the newest cut yeah. or anything else no uh, and almost invariably if if the girls wanted something and I would go to the store with them and they go in the fitting room I said you come out let me see them and they're like ah oh. but it's like no I'm and and I was the biggest jerk of a father, but they knew I loved them. It'll motivate them to get married, you know. It did, and they're all married. Yep, and they're all making babies.
0: And their and husbands require the same yeah. amount of modesty. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know. And but it's you know what's it is. You're laughing, and it's so funny because now none of them are fighting me on that.
0: No, now I don't know. now on
1: the other side of it, they're realizing no, this was good. Yes, this is a wonderful thing. Um, and there is something beautiful when you know that a couple has remained pure, and as a pastor, you're you're able to look at him, and you say, "You may now kiss the bride," and 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 you realize, my gosh, these guys are literally kissing for the first time. That's sweet. That mm-hmm. there's sweetness there, um, far more than people who think I'm a whack job right now will realize. But it's yeah. a sweetness of purity, and so yeah, it's good.
2: Um, fourth, if you're not able to willingly and properly maintain sexual purity, then you should marry.
1: Yeah. So and, not, this is where it gets real.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, so first Corinthians chapter seven verses eight, and nine says, but I say to the unmarried and to widows that it is good for them if they remain even as I, but if they do not have self-control, let them marry why? For this reason, it is better to marry than to burn. Now, so he's just th- suggesting that. N- n- no. Um, <laughs> yeah. L- let them marry is an imperative in the Greek. It's actually a command. Um, so y- you are you are to marry if you lack self-control. This is a command from God. Um, but notice there's no rebuke about the desire for sexual no. activity in this. So it's like, oh, you know, there's this guilt that comes with that. I'm like, God put that in you in its normal, natural good, and something that you should not shy away from, but if it's something that causes you to lose self-control, which I would argue for most people, this is the case. Yeah. Um, it's the exception that it's not, and a very rare exception. Right. Um, but if that's not the case, then then you are to marry, you're to obey this command. And Paul, uh, his method for battling sin, as we know, is this concept of put off and put on. Yeah. Right. So if, let's say, you struggle with lying, he says, "Stop lying, put it off," but it's not sufficient to just put it off because you'll be right back in it. Now you have to replace that void with something else. Yeah. With something good. Now you have to put something on. Well, what is that? Well, now you must actively speak truth. You know, if you struggle with stealing, stop stealing, mm-hmm. but then replace that theft with something good. Put something on. Now you're to go go out and get a job, but not just get a job. Get a job so that you might give to those who are in need. So and all this
1: is Ephesians 4.
2: Yeah, Ephesians 4. It's just it's just to put off. Put
1: on well, and and that stealing one's good because I I've told people who are, are trapped in theft, and it's like it's not enough for you to stop. It's until you got a job, and until you are actively helping those who have genuine need with the money you're making, not yeah. now accruing your own wealth, but giving. Yeah.
2: You have not yet repented of this sin. So that's that, shocking. So what's the put, off, put so, on with yeah. sex? So it's not go out and get covenant eyes for your computer. It's not go out and get a 17th accountability partner. Yeah. Paul's put on is go and get married and have sex. That's, it's as simple as that. And yet- <laughs> Oh my, I'm, I'm laughing.
1: I'm like, it's so blame simple. Only in America can we make this complex.
2: Yeah. Um, so let me also say something on this too. Um, this is something that is so so much not practice, I am finding even within marriages. Okay, so so Hollywood has so screwed up sex so that it's all just just pure romance. It's so yeah. it's wooing and blah blah blah. Um, it's not that romance isn't a reality. I mean, read Song of Solomon, right? Mm. But I'm gonna I'm gonna use a word here that might shock people. I think sex ought to be a discipline in your marriage, something that you regularly put into practice. Yeah. Um, Schedule it if you have to. Yes. <laughs> Well, yeah. People
0: think like, oh my gosh, but it's true.
2: And, and well, and they say,
1: well, where's the romance? And that's your point, yeah. right? And it's like, dude. Yeah. Um, no,
2: well, and also <laughs> because of, of just the reality of, <laughs> all right. So the rea- <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts oh, on geez, this, but yeah. um, this is the problem too, mm. with things like um, husbands and wives both working, Right. And I mean, so you're now both out 40, 50 hours a week. You're really tired. You come home now, you gotta take care of kids. Now, then you gotta fulfill church obligations. And then you gotta go to the 15,000 baseball games. and The yeah, activities, yeah. So what's the final thing that you maybe get to? Sex. Maybe. And, maybe. Yeah. Um, when in fact, that should be a staple of your marriage. But I mean, I think it was, I forget who said it, but it's covenant cement. Um, yeah. And so it should be something that's regularly practiced in in a discipline. And this, I think, because people are tired, because they don't make time for each other, because they don't do things like schedule it because it's so unromantic, why pornography is so rampant. Um, And we don't understand that regular sex is a safeguard. It's a safeguard to protect. Mm -hmm. And so I was listening to, in fact, um, Herschel York, who is the dean of uh, the Southern Baptist Seminary, uh, he started a podcast called The Pastor's Well, which is pretty good. I mean, he's had guys on there like Tim Challies, Carson, uh, Tom Schreiner, and they, they just talk about pastoral things. But he was he was talking with Tim Challies and he said, Herschel York said that his wife has always each semester gathered questions from the seminary's wives that she would always just answer. And she said 20 years ago, 50% of the questions from the wives, 50% of all the questions that came in were um, my wife or my husband, he's like a sex maniac. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know what to do about this. And she, he, she uh, they all said, do you have some tips for one, either how to slow him down or increase my appetite? Cause I don't know what to do. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Now, 20 years later, she says 75% of the questions in some form of the question is, my husband is not at all interested in me, oh. and I have no idea what to do about that. Oh, my gosh. She says the one variable yeah. that's happened in 20 years is mm-hmm. pornography mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and the ease of access to it. Mm-hmm. And, and this is our seminary campuses. Yeah, yeah. You know? I was going to say, that's that's your future pulpit. Yeah. Um, so and so, so now, I would ta- and I would,
1: then we're wondering why uh, Tulane, Chip, right. or or the many other men are defaulting
2: out, it's like, well, go ahead, your, your well, point no, is excellent. So, so I was gonna say, one of the things that wives can do to to love their husbands well is to make themselves regularly available um, for their husbands, right? Right. And in a way that they're desirable. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's yeah. like, one, you know, two in the morning and you're tired and you're not interested at all and you're just doing your duty, it's not going to make your husband want to approach you every time. Yeah, when the sigh, hey, honey, how about we go upstairs? Okay, well, okay we I the guess. And you're yeah. like,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> never mind. I actually do this in premarital. Um, I, 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 I explain to the lady, I'm like you, I said, first of all, I don't know if you really grasp how much of a sexual machine your husband is at this age. And it's built that way by God because... The Babies. command is be fruitful Babies, and multiply yeah, yeah. and so th- and and now he's given that outlet and and so I, I'll ask frequently I'll ask guys uh, both a couple them like so how often are you hoping to have sex and and they both oh, mm. and <laughs> and well I uh, like a, maybe a once a week or or a couple times a week come on. And and, uh. well, and and I'm like,
0: <laughs> you're a liar. Guys say that,
1: uh, yeah. You know, guys lie, and girls, because they, they're trying to. I, somehow, again, the culture yeah. has made sex something you want, but you're not admitting to, and it's right. dirty. In, yeah. instead of worship, it's worship. Right. God built you to do this. Corndale, yep, and he's there, yep, uh, present while you're doing it, <laughs> and when you're delighting in it, you're you're actually honoring him. But I, I then say be honest how often to the guy how often and i know one guy who said to me i quote twice a day every day (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say i was like don't do how much a week how much a day (laughs) but yeah and and (laughs) i said what's always funny is to watch what the girl then (laughs) does what Yeah. I mean, I'm just like, and I'm like, like do you see my point? I said, he is wanting it a yeah. lot more than you're expecting yeah. he's going to be wanting right. it. And we're not talking about just for the honeymoon. And so then I, I, I talked to the wife about this. I like your husband's going to be in the workplace if he's white collar, especially where he's going to be seeing very attractive females who are going to mm-hmm. be very attractively dressed. Um, and some of them are just not good women. And they're going to be around him, and they're, they're always looking perfect because they're in a workplace environment. And I said, if he's a normal man, temptations will be there. And, and when he comes home and he looks at you, he walks through, and he has a little fevered look in his face. And he's like, babe, yeah, let's just go upstairs or whatever is your little hidden phrase. Um, and, and, and then he, he lets you know that there's been some, like, lady at work who just keeps on pressuring or, or giving subtle hints or whatever, and he can't avoid her. She's in the workplace. And, and you're, you resent the fact that your husband has those temptations. Um, you literally have messed your marriage over. Yeah, I mean, he literally, he, he faces temptations, and he knows where he needs to run to. Yeah. And the first thing he wants to do is get in a car and come home so he can be physically with his wife, and she's treating him as if he's somehow done her wrong. Yeah. I'm like, you, you don't ever punish your husband right. for wanting you when he faces temptation. He knows where he's supposed to flee to, and then you literally have instructed him, don't ever admit that you have right. temptations. Don't, mm. and it, it's it's deadly. It's it's not shameful. Um, it's it's just there. So too many men are, are, are literally in willful disobedience in this uh, refusal to marry yeah. I mean that's that's what where we're at it's if you're if you desire this then stop talking about it stop praying about it and go find a wife it's not as hard as people make it except in their own head um, it, it's some people are just untaught they never even knew that. Yeah. Um, now, if they read through the Bible regularly, they would. But um, they just need to be taught. Some had parents who uh, were were ignorant of this, and so they didn't train up their children. That you know what the normal trajectory of every one of our children that Missio De Fellowship should be to become married, every mm-hmm. one of them. And so the parents, if they're wise, from the earliest of days, like you're you you without you maybe even realizing it, you're instructing Omi. Your, your daughter, Naomi, that she's going to become married because you say her lips right. belong to her husband. And th- that there's a subtle message there of that's, I, I've got a husband sometime. Mm-hmm. And mom and dads need to start doing that from the earliest of days so that it's just part of the conversation. They're not right. freaking out because, oh, my gosh, they want to have the talk. Right. No. You know, and, and that's the first time ever right. anything has ever been... Broached and, right. and Lord, not now. I mean, I because by that time it's
0: too They, late.
1: they know way more yeah. than all you their realize. The culture's have been
0: for who knows yeah. how long. Yep,
1: and 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 the di- in the school playgrounds and bathrooms and everything else, all kinds of stuff yeah. had gone on. Um, but many have simply, many people have just simply chosen to postpone marriage for a multitude of what I would call stupid reasons. Uh, they're going to school. They don't have enough money. They want to travel, travel. Uh, but the most common one is that they haven't found the right one, and that is evil. That 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 that's evil because they they're literally saying, "I cannot keep my body pure." I know what God has commanded me. Right? We we acknowledge it's not a suggestion; it's an imperative. It's a command. Yeah, I, I know what God's commanded me. Go get married. Pastor Matt told me that. I know. I just don't have the right one. And yet there are single women in a church. It's like, you're a fool. You're you're just a fool because somehow you think in that, now you're gonna say, I'm gonna be willfully in sin. And somehow those, those scriptures that we just read earlier, that the immoral, impure, sensual person shall not inherit the kingdom of God, that somehow you're exempt from that. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you're not. You're having righteous desires And you're handling them in an unrighteous manner and then you're making excuses for not dealing with them biblically so so when we're talking about sex we cannot separate it from singleness and we cannot separate that issue of sex from marriage